they are thoughts that you ignore or talkings that you've been hearing but you are not listening to. Some things that you knew you should be doing, or something was not right, but you ignored the signs, and I wrote them down. Hello, hello, hi there! Welcome back to episode number fifty-five of the Conductors Podcast. Woohoo! We are at episode number fifty-five. I'm so excited, and I am determined today to keep this episode short because I realized that I talk too much. I was reviewing the summer mini series, and I realized there are not many episodes at all. I still talk a lot, and they are long episodes, not the mini ten, fifteen, twenty minutes ones that I thought. But anyways, I'm really glad that you're tuning in today, and happy September. What I wanted to share with you is five productivity hacks that I learned this summer. Very practically, something new that just happened in my life, and I'm so excited because they're so good that I wanted to talk to you about them right away. So between July and August, I enrolled in a leadership program called Art and BA by designed by Seth Golden and the company called Akimbo. If you Learned a little bit about marketing. You would probably have heard of Seth Golden, and he is a great teacher about not just marketing but above and beyond about how we see a lot of business models, how we evaluate decisions, and how we become leaders. So this was a four-week, thirty-one-day leadership program. It's completely virtual. And you interact with a lot of the teammates, with a lot of assignments, readings, and video watching, and also sharing your own experience, coming up with projects and all that. And I have learned a lot, a lot, a lot. I can't yet share with you what I really learned because I'm still processing it at this time. But I will, I promise, before the end of the year. But before that, I want to talk to you about several things that I learned, particularly from my teammates and friends, that I found useful with you about productivity. The first hack is always check your why. This sounds ridiculous, right? It's so philosophical, and I can't believe I'm putting this as the first hack <laughs> for productivity because this sounds so vague. But I think this is actually such an important thing because it sets the tone of what you're doing. If you don't even know which direction you are going, you might just work so hard and not making any progress. You might be getting busy with activities but not really making progress. And there are several ways of doing that. One of the things that, uh, like a fellow traveler, as we coded,、um, because we were in this journey together as fellow travelers, but one of the other students that coded this way in a program shared that she had been using the high performance planner. This is something that is designed by a company that you can buy the planner. There are, I think, I believe, each book is about three months. 
and you can buy them on Amazon. I'll put the link. And I am not saying you should buy it because I didn't. <laughs> I'm not the kind of person that wanted to have like a huge planner, but she said it worked really well for her. Now I saw it. So this was designed by a coach called Brandon Bertrand, and I have no idea who he is. I just saw this idea. So I look at the sample pages of that planner, and I realized. The idea is really simple. This planner is designed in a way that you are constantly reminded of your long-term and short-term goals and why you are doing things. So every week you are forced to write down what your goal is this week, and every month what you want to achieve this month. And at the end of the month, you come back and review. At the end of the week, you come back and review your weekly goals, and then each quarter you set new goals and adjust. Like what you had before, like what you had planned, and that's it. This is such a simple idea of always checking against your why. You want to make sure what you are doing increases your chances of succeeding in your long-term goals. And I'm going to put the link in the、um, show notes. But you are, of course, a hundred percent not obliged to buy the planner. As I said, I didn't. But I liked the idea, and she said some of the benefits of the planner is they have some daily activities, such as compliment a person every week, or you know say nice things about someone every day, or find like some little exercise and helping to stabilize the mood, set emotions right, and all that. I am going to tell you how I do this a little later when I tell you about a new app that I found, but. My first productivity hack is to always check your why. The second thing is a morning journal. If you listen to last week's Conductor's Podcast Wisdom series when we talked about morning routines, I shared that I started to write my morning journals, and this is something that is taught by author Julia Cameron in the book The Artist Way. I'll put the Amazon link. On the show notes again, but I will also put a link a a summary that I found really great. It's a ten illustration summary of all the important lessons that Julia taught in that book. So that book is a twelve week program of helping you to find the creative side of yourself, talk to your inner creativity, and change how you view yourself and your relationship with the world. And she has a workbook to go with it, with some really easy and kind of straightforward exercise that you can work along it. But the most most important thing that Julia advocates in this book, the artist way, is to have a morning journal. And she said every morning when you get up, before you start anything, you are going to write a journal for three pages. You are just going to write. It's a brain dump. You're going to write down whatever that came to your mind for three pages and then stop. I have to confess, I was very skeptical when Kelly told me about that. Kelly was in my team for two weeks, and we bonded and really had a good relationship at the end. So she told me about this and say this had really changed her life, and I was very, very, very skeptical because one, I am not a journal person. In the past forty years, I had never. Ever journaled successfully, 
I was given some journals when I was little as birthday gifts, but I never could write them consistently. And two, I'm not a morning person. I hate getting up early. My brain doesn't function well before ten or sometimes before eleven, depending on how much coffee I had. Morning journal was a no, 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 no for me. But I decided to give a try because some other people that I spoke with during the program all said that they had benefited from it. So I decided I'm going to just give a try, and I started on August first. I I don't do it every day. I only do it during weekdays. But I've been getting up just half an hour early to write. At the beginning, I could only write three sentences, and then so many mornings I just fell asleep on it. But it's okay. And then I started to see the benefit of it. You know, there are thoughts that you ignore or talkings that you've been hearing but you are not listening to. Some things that you knew you should be doing or something was not right, but you ignored the signs. And I wrote them down. And Julia said one of the most important thing about this process is handwriting, because it forces you to slow down your brain when you are typing. You are much faster. Like you are, some fast typers can type as fast as they think. But you, when you are writing, you can't go that fast. And that physical contact of you having to produce something with your hand transformed from your brain, slowing things down, has huge benefit. In the book, she went on for some ten or twenty pages about how. Amazing! This thing、um, had changed a lot of people. I'm not going to tell you to spoil, but it's a good read if you're a reader. And if not, just check out the summary that I have on the show notes. And the morning journal is my second productivity hack. And why do I say that is a productivity hack? Because it makes my brain much clearer, makes my mind very, very, very clear. About what I'm doing for the day, for the week, I have time to reflect, to think, which I didn't often had before, and also it's a good time for me to go back to my first hack to think about my why, what are my goals, career-wise, relationship-wise, financially, what do I want to achieve? Are there some broken relationship that I ruined? I want to do something to amend it. How do I view my relationship with my partner, with my children, with my parents, my colleagues, and all that? So it's helping me to be much more calmer and to see my why much, much clearly. Now the third one is a really interesting one because that is an app called Todoist, and this is just one of those you know habit tracking app. That is totally free. You can pay and upgrade it, but I use the free version. I found it's totally worth it. I was introduced to this particular app by a fellow traveler, Taylor, and I again was very skeptical. You see, I'm a very judgmental person because I told him I have tried probably ten different apps. That's the you know the most popular ones on App Store to help building good habits, and none of them worked for a long time. Like I would get really enthusiastic and do it for two or three days, a week max, and then I got bored. So I asked Taylor, "Why is this one app different?" And he told me, "Because it helps him to see his why, 
and to be reminded of his why. That was something interesting and unexpected. To be honest, I didn't expect someone telling me that about habit tracking app. But what I found is Todoist allows you to set daily reminders, and they have some templates. You can use it as a project management tool and share it with other teams. You know, like to plan a big project, and or you know, even for a team homework, you can. Lay out parts that need to be completed by what time, and then each other can go and complete and check it off. But I found it amazing for a couple things that I do. So I use Todoist for very, very particular things every single day. At the beginning of the day, after I finish my morning journal, I set one or two things that are the most important tasks that I want to complete today. And I'm reminded right there what my weekly goal is, what my long-term goal is, and I ask myself, are those things really worth my energy, attention, and time? Are those just busy activities, or are there things really helping me towards my goals? And I tried with three or four tasks, and it don't work. It will just become another to-do list, but I try to really focus with the help of my morning journal and reflecting on my why. What are the two, no more than two, maybe sometimes one things that is the most important for that day, and I absolutely want to complete. And I note that as sub, and I text the app, and I go on my day. Surprisingly, this mental exercise. Helps me to see my calendar and my time much, much more clearly. I am always good at managing different tasks and multitasking and all that, but I am at a really, really high level that、I、had never thought I could achieve because I thought I was already pretty good at managing everybody's schedule, a lot of projects. I have a lot of energy when it comes to managing daily operations, but it's helping me see my day. It's almost like I used to only see five colors. Now I see ten colors. That kind of thing. It's really amazing. It's a mental process. So that's what I. The first thing I do with the app to do is to write down, identify the most important tasks for the day, one or two only, and then by default, by the template, at the end of every night, I answer three questions. The first question is: Is what I'm doing today supporting my long-term goals? This is something that I just mentioned. That, that kind of going back to my why. The second one is the setback of the day. I would write down very quickly just a few sentence or a few words. Sometimes even on the app, on the comments part, say, "Okay, today I got distracted by this and that," or "Today I I was really lazy. I couldn't get myself up to." Studied a score, or today、um, I got an email with a non-emergency, but I got so mentally distracted I wanted to come answer that email. So just kind of write down what didn't go right for the day and pick only one thing. So I'm not super critical about myself. I just write one thing that didn't work well for me. And the last question that I answer is, what can I do differently tomorrow? So I'll pick one thing that I want to do a little differently tomorrow. Maybe to start my day a little early, or I need to get some more sleep, so I need to cancel the meetings. 
But this daily exercise has really helped me staying focused. So the four questions again that I use for Todoist is one: identify the most important tasks for the day. Two: answering a question is what I'm doing today supporting my long-term goals. Three: write down the setback of the day. And four: determine what I can do better or differently tomorrow. So this is number three hack of the Todoist, the new app. Number four is something that I was doing for a while, but not so much now. Um, I should put it this way: the next one is something that I always knew, but I wasn't really doing, and I forgot to mention. If you missed that one episode number fourteen, my conversation with conductor Kalina Bovell, productivity and time management was gold mined. About productivity and time management, in particular. So she talked about the Pomodoro method that she studies scores for forty minutes chunk and then it gets managed, and she has a way to stay focused. And I think that is something that is super important. You have to find the duration, the the time chunk that works for you. I have undiagnosed ADHD, and I know that my attention shift after about ten, fifteen minutes max. So when I'm studying score after 15 minutes, I struggle. I need to get up and do some other things. I notice every time when I get up and do things, it takes longer for me to get back on track. So now I am alternating different score studying activities to do, so I can stay in this task of score studying for a longer period of time. What do I mean? I will probably start with say. Phrase analysis for ten, fifteen minutes, and then I got bored. I feel the urge from the bottom of my heart that I need to get up. I need to do something else. Something urgent is happening. The world is crashing without me. And then I would do some other things, such as you know, highlighting the rehearsal letters, or checking out the instrumentation of each movement and write them down. Check some other, I don't know. Check if the horns changes keys. In the middle of a movement, so I do some other things, and then I come back and mark if the strings are muted, or if they're switching from pizzicati to arco and all that. So I have different score studying activities to occupy my mind, and then I found forty or fifty minutes is a good stretch for me before my brain just can't take it anymore. So I started doing that, and. While I like to check on my phone, I use a, an app called Flora, that is a tree planning app. The bad thing about this app is it completely blocks your access to your phone, so you can't be focusing on something that you need on your phone. So, like, say, if I want to study German on one of the app, I can't do it because it won't let me. But for something like score studying or、um, something that I need to be focusing, not on my phone. It's wonderful, and you can actually plant trees and see your garden. And you can pay to plant a real tree on Amazon, not the online Amazon shop, but in the rainforest. They help you do that. So there are a lot of different apps, and but this the Flora is the one that I like to use. So that's hack number four. And the last one is not something new either, but something that I discovered a new way of doing it is to really set an environment that is not. Distracting. Usually, that means coffee shops for me. When I'm home, there are so many distractions. People need me, or I want to get up and make coffee, and 
tip arms, but I don't know, just open the fridge and check what's going on in there or go to my pantry and snack. So I can't really focus in my office or in, in my house. But now I found out that if I just shift my angle a little bit, I have much, much fewer distractions. I just changed where my desk was angling. So when I'm studying, I switch to the window. So I'm looking out. My back is against the door. So I don't see anyone going, you know, like just like walking in the hallway. And I don't use my Mac when I'm studying because Mac is so easy and to check on things. I use my PC, a very basic PC that can only listen to the materials that I need. And I only open those programs. So that is my last productivity hack to set an environment that is not destructive. So here is what I have to share with you. And I hope you found something useful for you. And if you can share with me what productivity hacks that you have been using, what's been working for you, I love for you to submit a DM on social media, or you can always email me at theconductorspodcast at gmail.com. Just one word, theconductorspodcast. Thank you so much, my friend, and I love you all. Thank you so much for sharing this journey with me, and I'll see you again next week at the same time, same place. Bye for now. Thank you.